This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is going to be an interesting conversation, I think. Um, you know, we've covered many times here on the show the issues around social media and our government's efforts to try and get their arms around it and come up with some sort of, you know, there, there's legislation that's being proposed to try and deal with some of the issues they've identified with social media platforms. They've talked a lot about misinformation, you know, things like that. Uh, TikTok is another animal altogether. I mean, there's several governments in the United States even where, you know, government officials aren't even allowed to have TikTok because of concerns over security. I mean, it's owned by the Chinese government. So um, there's a lot of issues around that as well. So um, there's a number of different reasons that the government has raised concerns and publicly talked about the issues that they have around social media. But <laughs> despite those concerns, they're continuing to spend a lot of money on advertising on those very same social media platforms. Now, of course, the argument is, well, you got to. I mean, you got to. It's interesting because it's it's counterproductive, isn't it? Let's get into it. We're going to chat with Vas Bednar, a senior fellow, the Center for International Governance Innovation and the executive director of McMaster University's Master of Public Policy in Digital Society program. Vas, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate being here today. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, to start, you know, it, it, obviously on the surface, it's it's very contradictory, but let's just talk about what the numbers and, and what exactly we're talking about. It's about just over $20 million, right? It's just over $20 million on the social media expenditure portion. So that's where you're lumping together, as you mentioned, you know, TikTok, but also Twitter, Snapchat, chat, LinkedIn, and my favorite, which is Pinterest, actually. Really? Um, you use Pinterest? Of course. I didn't even know it was still a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, everything's a mood board. Everything's a mood board. Um, but when you when you look at digital media overall, so that includes social media, but then things like search engine marketing, right? And yeah. uh, dis it's called display programmatic. I mean, having to do with when people are watching videos and stuff, that number goes up quite a bit and it gets us to $64 million, which is just under half of the total advertising spend uh, last year, which is $140.8 million. So, you know, yes, yeah. social media itself is a, is a tiny subset, but my, my view is like a dollar is a dollar and it's kind of a values conversation should the government be on social right. media sure we should be you know where people are and if people want to follow the government or look at a key message an official document from the government they should be able to do that but should the government pay to promote their posts i think that's a different conversation because you start to sort of you know you're implicitly supporting the platform with taxpayer dollars while you're trying to bring forward new privacy legislation, new competition legislation, uh, <laughs> other kind of forms of accountability. So 
Yeah, I'm, uh, I just can't think of another instance where the government is investing in companies that they're trying to regulate at the very same time. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's that disconnect where you've got all kinds of issues that you've raised about these platforms at the same time you're funding them through the back door. So, so what's the solution then, Bass? I mean, that's the thing because if you're the government, you, you, you want to communicate with people where they are, as you said, and we know mm-hmm. overwhelmingly um, Canadians are on these social media platforms. I mean, I, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in a way. In a way. I mean, I've been watching uh, what's going on in the U.S., and it's a kind of very knee-jerk, geopolitical-fueled uh, resistance, newfound resistance to TikTok, right? Some university campuses are, are trying to ban TikTok. It's being banned from government devices unless it's for research, et cetera. But instead of, I guess my, my bigger point is like, instead of Canada just mirroring that, because we're often, we replicate a lot, we, we ape and that's okay, or mimic, apologies. We should just say we're not going to spend money advertising on social media platforms mm-hmm. unless or until, you know, we've completed our, our digital accountability kind of broader agenda. I think that's actually pretty provocative and the other thing is there's a whole bunch of research that basically shows that targeted online advertising just doesn't even work so one has to wonder is this going against our values and also wasting money because we think we're achieving something that we just aren't right exactly now i mean some of these platforms are better than others or less bad right i mean (laughs) they've all got issues but i mean when we talk about tiktok uh, that's an entirely different animal altogether i mean there are degrees of awfulness correct um i think i think in a u.s context they're very interested in positioning tiktok as a sort of quote-unquote other because it is a chinese owned app but again from a policy intervention standpoint there's you know, a lot we can do with the instruments we have to make all sorts of social media platforms healthier, more fair places to be. It's a really interesting discussion. I I imagine the government's wrestled with it at some point. And it's like you say, I don't know if if there's a way around it because that's where you need to be. But yeah, maybe it's just you don't pay the extra. You just, you use the platform like everybody else, but you don't actually fund them. I guess that, that might sort of deal with some of the issues. It, it might. I mean, I wonder, you know, if we weren't paying for advertising on social media, would we have calls from people to say, hey, I want to see that tweet promoted in my feed? Yeah, right. Or we need, you know, we need to promote. What's the counterfactual there? We also have this, uh, the Treasury Board Secretariat, so TBS, has a an official policy directive on marketing, et cetera. And there's a little clause in there that says, you know, it has to be cost effective. Well, what's the comparatively the cheapest way to advertise in this day and age? It's social media. When you were saying how TikTok's a little bit different, TikTok undercuts rivals on the cost of ads. It's actually the cheapest possible place to be. So you're actually compliant with that policy if you're advertising your new... Uh, new policy or new consultation paper on TikTok. But again, what are we actually accomplishing? And could we have just more of a conversation about, about those values? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to, trying to help happen. And you're helping me do it. Well, but you know what? And we've talked about this before. It, it's always, it's always after the fact that that's, that's the problem that we have. Cause once this technology is unleashed, now you're trying to wrestle with all these big questions that you're asking, which are great. Um, and it's sort of, we're so far down the road. I, it's really hard to, to come up with something after the fact, I think. 
it can be hard to come up with something after the fact, but I mean, we it's it's indulgent to call it policymaking, and I count myself among a policymaker, <laughs> right? A lot of what we do as practitioners is actually tinkering, right, yeah. or diffusion. So I'm always looking for ways for Canada to be the leader that I think we deserve to be so that other other countries, other jurisdictions could look at us and say, hey, that was actually really powerful what Canada did. Maybe we shouldn't invest taxpayer dollars on mm-hmm. these platforms as we're bringing forward that accountability agenda. It's simple, and I think it's meaningful and speaks volumes. And I actually think people would chat about it online and maybe promote the policy without us having to spend spend a dollar there. Well, they do. You're absolutely right. The announcement doesn't necessarily have to be there. The reaction always is. Uh, very, very, uh, very good points, Vass. Thanks so much for being here, as always. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.